Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry Howes of Sharky, Howes, and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky, Howes, and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning uh, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the first economic report of 2017. I'm not going to spend any time going through 2016, but I want to touch on a couple of things that I think is going to influence everybody's portfolios going forward. Uh, This business cycle is about seven and a half years old. This is cycle and expansion. It's closing in on the magic 10-year longest expansion in history that we had in the 90s. Despite what's going on in Congress right now and the upcoming inauguration of Mr. Trump, he's really going to do one of two things economically. He's going to preside over a recession or a new longest expansion in history. That I can say with a great deal of confidence. However, the outlook for GDP, which it's a negative GDP that gives you a uh, ends a business cycle, GDP for 2017 likely be in the low twos. Uh, 2018, same. So it's going to take some some effort to slow that down and pull it into negative numbers. The, uh, the other side of the coin here is this little slide is the S&P 500. That is the index that is the only thing that's really performed well in the last three years. And in the last couple of months since the election, it's gone up through the roof again. It's 42 months now it's been in this high trading range. The only two times it's done that was before 2000 and 2007. And they both ended badly. Now, I'm not saying we're about to have a big correction. I think that's very unlikely. The 2000 correction, for those of you that remember, was basically a correction that technology isn't going to be everything. And 2007 was a liquidity crunch, started with the housing market. And frankly, there's none of those in this market right now. We just have a lot of optimism. And the valuations and the earnings just don't justify it right now. I think there's a lot of companies out there that are anticipating some moves on infrastructure and, uh, you know, U.S. steel up 340%. I know there's going to be a lot of steel in roads and bridges, but that's a lot of steel. Uh, They're in the notes. Caterpillar's up 43. John Deere up 31. Even Halliburton, who is anticipating the price of oil coming up to spur new exploration is up 60%. I think that's very optimistic. There's a possibility we have a correction here in our near future, maybe 10, 15%. It'd be okay. It's not going to be a tragedy and it's not going to be a 50%er. But the market's a little high. If Mr. Trump does change some regulation, the costs of regulation, lower some corporate taxes, basically that should help the S&P 500 push their earnings up maybe 10%. And they need to come up 10% just to justify their valuations today. That's not bad news. It's just people have got kind of the cart before the horse. So 
very few bubbles, if any bubbles at all. And the S&P 500 is kind of thinking about becoming a bubble. Now, the trade balances and NAPFA are a big issue, and they're going to get bigger. Ford just announced they're not going to build that new plant in Mexico. I think there was a phone call or two from Mr. Trump to Clay Ford suggesting that's not such a good idea. Now, as a reminder, I will tell you that NAPFA has been controversial for 30 years. It has been a political football. It's been a lot of things. But here are the trade balances we have with Canada and Mexico. It's about $500 billion a year total. But a trade balance, here's Canada and Mexico on the top. And when you're close to zero, that means they buy enough as much stuff from us as we buy from them in general terms, which is very positive. That's very productive. We manufacture stuff down there, and they buy stuff from us to help manufacturing. It's just they have a cheaper labor market. If you look at the slide there on the rest of the world, that means that we buy stuff from them, and they don't or are unable to buy stuff from us. Not as good. $500 billion is important. There's a lot of cross-border issues. There's a lot of things. But as that becomes more of a political football, keep in mind it's important. And NAPFA is not to be blamed for the loss of manufacturing jobs. 1979 is when manufacturing and employment in manufacturing peaked. It has been going down ever since. That's long before NAPFA, long before the impact of globalization or China or any other cheaper labor markets. This is fundamentally from productivity. Don't blame cheaper labor when more automation, more efficient processes, and increases in productivity requires fewer people. That's simply good for economics. The uh, changes that we're going to see probably in the first quarter in 2017 will probably not have much impact on the market. It might push a correction. That would be okay. I hope it doesn't push the markets up another 10%. That would make this upcoming correction even worse. Those of you who are worried about mortgage rates, uh, don't. We've had... Uh, some buy down on the mortgage market and is already corrected a little bit. We're still in the low fours. I don't think even if the Fed raises three times in 2017 or 18 that you're going to see mortgages above five and a half. Don't hold me to that prediction, but it's very unlikely. There's simply not the inflation or the economic forces to push that. It's much more likely that the prices of real estate will adjust down for slightly higher mortgage rates. And they're certainly not going to go through the roof. Finally, before we start looking at new numbers, which won't be out for a while, I will look at the other side of the coin, and that's state and local governments, which are equally important as the federal government. There are fewer and fewer metro areas in recession. They're getting hard to find. Illinois has got some. New Mexico's got some. Corners of Arizona, middle of Wyoming. That's about it. 
everybody else has recovered or in full-blown expansions, especially Central and Southern California. State governments look pretty good. I think there is likelihood of new issues of bonds throughout 2017 and 18. Money is still pretty cheap. And as they get in the infrastructure business, they're going to have to come up with some money to help pay for it. It's not all going to be on the federal budget. We've talked about that already. I think the other side of the coin, and as ACA, otherwise known as Obamacare, comes under attack, and that should be very soon, I will remind you that as of 2015, your typical state and local government is spending 30, 33% of their total budget on fixed expenses, that's Medicaid, pensions, and interest payments. Just like the federal government has fixed budget on Medicare, Social Security, and interest on the debt. It's the same thing, just on a more local level. That means less variability in these budgets and less discretionary spending, which people worry about. Again, direct spending out of the government for Medicaid or Medicare or any of these transfer payments is very efficient money. I don't recommend you view it as very gloomy. We'll have some more updates on what the economy is doing after the economic reports start coming out, middle of January, middle of February. But for right now, I think 2017 should be interesting, not dramatic, and uh, we'll look forward to talking about it more. Thank you.